Coming up next on the TGRS Radio Network, dial. The following is rated TVMALSV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Spoken! Can I ask you a question? Yeah! You gonna take me home tonight? You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more. We don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good day. If you're resident, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sarrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what it do, baby. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Ongoing severe weather remains in the forecast for the central part of the country today. NPR's Amy Held reports that a suspected tornado hit an Oklahoma City suburb last night, killing at least two people. The tornado siren went off around 10.30 last night in El Reno, Oklahoma. Damage assessments are still underway, but a two-story motel and part of a mobile home park were reduced to rubble. El Reno Mayor Matt White described the scene. Horrific. Decimating. Several people have been hospitalized. We ask you to pray for us and pray for the first responders for all the help and what they're going through. It's a very traumatic event. Across the central U.S., severe weather remains a risk. Jared Geyer is a forecaster at the Storm Prediction Center in Norman, Oklahoma. There could be isolated severe storms across southern Kansas, northern Oklahoma. Uh, There's also fast-moving line of storms going from Indiana into Ohio. The extra rain is once again exacerbating ongoing flooding in the region. 
Amy Held, NPR News. President Trump and the First Lady have wrapped up the second day of a state visit to Japan. They had dinner with Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and his wife in Tokyo. Before that, the president was treated to a sumo wrestling championship where he presented the trophy to the tournament winner. Asa Noyama, in honor of your outstanding achievement as sumo grand champion, I hereby award you the United States President's Cup. Earlier in the day, President Trump said he is not concerned about North Korea's recent missile launches and is confident that leader Kim Jong-un will keep his promises. Norway is acting as a go-between in Venezuela's political crisis. The government says it will host a new round of talks in Oslo following exploratory meetings earlier this month. The U.S. and more than 50 other countries support opposition leader Wang Guaido. So far, though, the opposition has failed to force President Nicolas Maduro to step down. Congress may soon reverse a tax that penalizes the families of fallen soldiers. NPR's Quill Lawrence reports the 2017 tax bill unintentionally raised taxes on military survivors' benefits. Republicans say it was an accident. Democrats say it was the haste with which President Trump's tax law passed. Both sides agree that children of men or women who died at war should not have their military survivor benefits taxed at a higher rate as unearned income, like a trust fund. So-called Gold Star families noticed the effect of the 2017 tax law this year, and after media reports, Congress has rushed to fix it. Bipartisan bills have passed both the House and Senate, pushed in both chambers by veterans now serving on Capitol Hill. If signed into law, the tax would be repealed retroactively to include 2018 taxes. Quill Lawrence, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. Whoa, I like it. Democratic frontrunner Joe Biden took his presidential campaign into the key early voting state of New Hampshire this week. Let's remember who we are. This is the United States of America. Anything we've set our mind to, we have never failed to accomplish. I refuse to postpone any longer the possibilities for this country, and we have to end it now, this administration. Biden has expanded his lead in the polls since he got in the race last month. Here we are, my eighth and final appearance of this unique event. And I am excited. If this material works well, I'm going to use it at Goldman Sachs next year. Earn me some serious tubmans. That's right. That's right. President Trump for the birdie. He's a king golfer, a very king golfer. In his first 308 days in office, President Donald Trump has been on the course almost a quarter of that time. In fact, in his first 100 days, he's played more than any modern president. He's played with prime ministers and politicians. But Donald Trump thought if he won the White House, he would have to give it all up. Because I'm going to be working for you. I'm not going to have time to go play golf. Obama, it was reported today, played 200. 
150 rounds of golf. He played more golf last year than Tiger Woods. No, think of it. His staff really acknowledge when he hits the course, insisting no matter where he is, the president is always working. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wild Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wild. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is May 26, 2019. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best, of course, like the man said, my name is Jay. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with us, like we say uh, every Sunday. Just appreciate you being in the house. But like I also say every Sunday, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the best in the biz, starting with my big sis. She's the one that brings that southern twang to the show. She just brings some down-home cooking up in this piece. I know you love her. I love her to death. Let's say good morning to the one and only Vanessa May Valley from the McAnally. Hey, Vanessa, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning, Jay? And happy Memorial Day to the vets and the family members. If you guys hear any noise, I am at a campsite, so let me apologize in advance. But good morning, everybody. <laughs> getting it in, getting it in, getting it in. Getting Absolutely. it in. Well, we getting appreciate you being up in this house. Absolutely, absolutely. And it looks like now you usually hear from this young lady during our second set. Uh, she tells us how to stay in contact with the show when the show's not live, but she's here early this morning because she has something to say. Let's say good morning to Jackie, the director of our social media outreach. What's going on, Jack? What's happening? Good morning. I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? And happy Memorial uh, Day weekend to everyone. Absolutely appreciate you checking in. And the man who runs everything around here, the one who's really in charge, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, it's the first and last word. What's going on, sir? How are you? Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, uh, Rich Sister. And good morning, Vanessa. And happy Memorial Day to all the veterans. Thank you. Good morning. Absolutely. Miss Elias, appreciate you. Of course, the resident texter, Johnny D, this is his last weekend out. He will be here next week, I promise. Uh, son's a little baseball player, so he's dealing with that. So he'll be back here uh, next Sunday. And, of course, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome, is pretty, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. We continue to send prayer. We continue to send prayers and blessings to the one and only Miss Kathleen Williams as well. Our number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We thank you so much. You can be a part of the conversation. You can go check in the world famous chat room or hang out on those social media sites that Jackie promotes during the second set. Are the ones that we also monitor throughout the course of the show. We appreciate you being in the house. A lot on the agenda today. Now, if you were here last week, we had a conversation about abortion. We're going to continue that conversation. We're going to fit that in here in the second set because we want to definitely talk about that a little bit more. But you know how we break it down. Here's the rundown for this morning's show. The real reason why Biden is the front runner. Joe Biden is the front runner. And uh, we're going to talk about that coming up first set. Uh, getting me some serious Tuckmans. You heard the president say that. Get some serious Tuckmans. Well, guess what? The Trump administration has delayed the rollout of the Tuckman $20 bill. Are you surprised? <laughs> no. Uh, like I said before, we're going to touch on a woman's right to choose, continue that conversation from last week, and certainly last but not least, if Obama did it, what if President Obama did, well, you know, 
enough said. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seventeen. Let's get into the conversation. First up, Joe Biden is the front runner to win the Democratic nominee for president for the twenty twenty election. But his contributors to Joe Biden's ability on how to relate to middle aged white people in the Midwest Midwest, the Rust Belt, right? But is that the real reason why he is the front runner, Mr. Elias? That's the question. Is that the real reason why Joe Biden is the, is the front runner in the Democratic uh, in this Democratic uh, race for uh, the nomination? Is it the fact that he can relate to these I, I, people? The fact that Hillary Clinton, uh, according to a lot of pundits, said that she did not reach out to these folks that she kind of ignored that segment of people. What do you think, Mr. Elias? I, I think I think it's a couple of reasons. I think buyer's remorse is one of them. Um, the second reason Bias I think remorse. is Please that, Please explain. Bias no, 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 no. Go too fast. Well, what do you mean by buyer's remorse? Okay. Uh, I, hell, hell, I bought a car I, I, that I saw was nice and shiny, and once I bought it, I was like, damn, why did I buy this car? Been there, done that. So um, I think a lot of people that have voted for this, this the orange Cheeto man in the office, have, uh, have buyer's remorse. I think they have I haven't heard that one before. I think. I, th- I think they, re- I think they're regretting it. I think they're regretting it, and I, I think a lot of people want to go back to something normal. How, you know, everybody talking about how politics. Is, he was a, he wasn't, he wasn't a politician, and they, you know they wanted some besides a politician. Well, hell, if you want to go to a doctor, you go to, you know, uh, if I if I want to go get a, a, a prostate exam, I wouldn't go to a dentist, would I? I mean, so it, it, it just, it, to me, it makes no sense. You know, for you not to elect a politician, somebody who understands the system, you know, or somebody who's not going to destroy the system. He is destroying our Constitution to no end right now. We're in constitutional crisis right now. So I think a lot of people are seeing him doing this, and, you know, they're not falling for the banana in the tailpipe anymore. So they want him out. I think that's why. And Joe Biden is the closest thing to normal uh, normalcy as they're going to get. You said a few more reasons. Do you have another one, or is that pretty much it? I just said two reasons, a couple reasons. I gave you two. Oh, okay. All right, all right, sorry. All right, well, you know, you said, uh, you know, going to a dentist for a prostate. I mean, hell, at least a dentist is in, in, in the industry of wearing white coats. This is like going to an electrician to, to get your pipe or plumber or something like that. Okay. What about what, <laughs> what about you, Vanessa? What do you think? What do you think the reason why? Why do you think Joe Biden's a frontrunner? Is it true what they're saying? Joe Biden's the front runner because Joe Biden is just Uncle Joe. He can relate to people. People understand what he's all about. People know his record. That's the reason why he is just blowing the doors so far. I mean, he's beating uh, Bernie Sanders by double digits. Do you think that's the reason why he's the front runner uh, for the Democratic nomination for president for the 2020 election? Um, first of all, thank you for repeating that question. Second, um, you know what? Uh, that said, when Hillary was running, Vanessa, don't you don't y'all vote for Hillary? Y'all better vote for Bernie Sanders. And I should have listened to less and encouraged people to vote for Bernie Sanders instead of Hillary. But when it comes, but when it comes to this, I think that Joe mm-hmm. is. Um, got a little. He has to have a little bit of Obama in him. He was around him for eight years. His son was a veteran. 
And so he has the love for the veteran. He understands the need of health care because his son was so sick. He understands the politics of Washington. He's a little bit older, so he's got that maturity. And the next thing is he's not washing hands with all of the people with the money, but then he still has a little Republican in him. I mean, so I think that he's well-rounded in that aspect, and that's why he's a front-runner. I really do. He's just got a little bit of everything that people need right now for this country in him, and people mm-hmm. need that right now. Okay. What, what about you, Jackie? You think it's true what the pundits say about him? The reason why he's there is because people know him. People want to return to normalcy. The people, the fact that folks, uh, uh, you know, uh, he's Uncle Joe, and he can relate to that segment of folks, you know, especially white women who went out and voted for Trump, who lied to posters, by the way, but then went out and voted for Donald Trump. That that's the reason why uh, he's the front runner. Yeah. Well, I can kind of familiarize with what Mr. Elias said. They 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 want some sense of mm, a normal president again. And, and let's not even see. We don't even need to go Democrat. No joke. I I went with uh, the seniors at my church to they they did a trip to the Ronald Reagan uh, library. And I'm just, I, and I know we have our complaints about what Reagan did and all that, but just going through that and seeing some of the good he did, I, 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 I'm sitting up there going through that library going, wow. Gee, I remember when we had a real president. Now we stuck with this idiot. <laughs> At least every okay. other president <laughs> before this nut we got tried to actually be presidential. Say what you got to say about okay. any of the rest of them. They at least attempted to be a president. This fool think he a king. That's what he think. He think he a king. You ain't a king, sir. We do the president system here in the U.S. You're not a king. She had a lot to say, and boy, tell us how you really feel, Jackie. All right, you know, interesting. You know, I was thinking about this topic for today's show. I really had this man in mind. Anytime I have these types of thoughts, the first thing, you know, I got my bracelet on, you know, what, what is it, uh, WJD, what would Jesus do? I mean, what would Jerome say? It should be WGJS or something. What would Jerome say? Speaking of Jerome, the smartest man in the world has checked in, the one and only Mr. Jerome is free, who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis. Jerome, good morning. Welcome into the show, sir. Uh, question for you. Um, the reasons why the pundits say that Joe Biden is a frontrunner is because he knows how to relate to the Rust Belt, he's Uncle Joe, people know his policies. Do you think that's the real reason why he's a frontrunner? Um, no. That's not why he's a frontrunner, but also <laughs> pundits are idiots, too, to some to some degree. Right, everybody's a hat for news to try to feel like that they're jumping ahead of everyone else. And what they do is they just listen to right. each other and they start reinforcing the same nonsense. Right, and and Joe Biden right. is wrong for this too. Um, I have hope that he's going to get somebody who's going to advise him a little better because of Joe Biden's age. Joe Biden believes that he knows 
and he looks at it from the perspective of pundits because you look at it from insiders, like political um, veterans. And the way that, you know, supremacy works and the way that um, culturally how Europeans think is they think it's always about the white man, right? And if if I went back and just did a general assessment, which, again, I'm not working for any, any of those campaigns, so they're not getting any free advice from me, but I'll tell you this, is that Barack Obama did not get the majority of white people's votes. He didn't. Nope. He lost the white vote he in did. both of his right. races, McCain and Romney. So that should tell us something about our psyche that every time somebody runs for office, they say, hey, you know what? We got to get the rural white working class vote. Why do they say that so much? And why are they implanting that into all of y'all? Like, that's crazy to me. So for me, as I watch this stuff, I just, I just have a perspective of it to say that it's working a bigger system, right? It's working everybody back into always saying, hey, minorities are great. They control their big voting block in the Democratic Party. Um, but they count on black people to be dark-skinned white folks. And for them, they won't acknowledge the culture or any cultural differences or that they can't relate. That's why Bernie Sanders has such a hard problem. That's why Elizabeth Warren does. So they think through policy, if we, do, if we put out in our platform a policy that appeals to black people, we can get black people. And that ain't going to do it. Right? You can't just play the sax on Arsenio and have your husband out there and then say, oh, I got black people either. That didn't work for Hillary. Black people are a little bit more culturally complex than that. So, so Jerome, ask a question. What, what, what's your thought on why Biden is up front? Oh, okay. So, so that's yeah, yeah, I, yeah. the reason I didn't answer Good that because that one's pretty easy. The, 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 um, and I know I say this often, so I tried to give a different perspective, Vanessa, but here's the thing. Joe Biden is the best um, candidate who knows the system to fix it. It's why you would vote for Nancy Pelosi, for example. People don't like her, but they know that she's been there long enough that she'll be able to undo all this craziness that Ryan did, right, that Paul Ryan did. So we're hoping, like, and, you know, that's why people over 50 are, are, are when they're in that polling, are overwhelmingly supporting Biden. Because the problem is that you know that not only is Trump messing up the department, although he's making executive orders, we need somebody to clean that stuff up. And if you're new and don't have any experience in that game, you're going to come through there and stumble through and leave half of that stuff as it is, not knowing what they changed from a permanent standpoint. So you need somebody oh with experience. Oh, my God, Jerome, we finally agreed on something. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, you need somebody with experience to be able to comb through the stuff that you are going to miss when you don't have experience. So pretty much everybody is relying on the experience. And plus, you know, again, if President Obama ran for another term, he would win pretty easy. I think people keep keep forgetting that. And that's not that amazing that we agree. Yeah. I always agree with you. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. You know, it, 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 it's, interesting. You it's interesting you say that, Jerome. I, I, well, let, let me jump in here, Vanessa, real quick, because you know, here's what I think. I, you know, I, I hear what I hear what everybody's saying. 
I really do. But let me tell you something, and this is just my opinion on it. The reason why Joe Biden is a frontrunner is because he was Barack Obama's vice president. Let's stop with all this nonsense. You know, when Joe Biden, Joe Biden has ran, run for president twice before. He didn't even register in those last two. So all of a sudden now he is the main guy. It's you sound like you're mad about Barack that, Obama. You sound it's like you're like mad about that. pisses me off. Well, I do, because they're acting as if, you know, this guy, look, I like Joe Biden. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, you have to look at the facts. And the facts are, this guy is overwhelmingly, and this goes back to what you were saying, Jerome, if Barack Obama ran today, Barack Obama would blow Trump's shoes off. Matter of fact, in the states that he needs to win, he is in Trump. President Obama has a 54% approval rating in those states. Uh-huh. He, he has the highest approval amongst Democrats. He is the most popular Democrat in this country and in this world. So why, stop why with all this make-believe stuff. Well, it bothers me, Joe, because it goes back to what you, what you just said. You talked about how they expect black people to be dark-skinned white folks. It, it kind of plays into that narrative. That's the reason. It's because of this black oh. man. It's not oh, because... It's not because... Right. I'm telling you, that's the way I feel about it. Right, I that's understand. the reason why he is leading in the polls. It's no other reason. If Joe polls. Biden wasn't his vice president, I guarantee you that uh, freaking Bernie Sanders or one of those other people would be leading the, leading the charge. Okay, so... You, you're not going to convince me otherwise. Well, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. What I'm saying to you is that you can't take away one piece of somebody's resume and say, well, what if... Um, what if um, Michael Phelps only had one arm? He's only winning because he got two arms, right? Your argument that he's leading because he was vice president tells me that you, you are not looking at it from a bigger picture point, right? The bigger picture is... Well, oh, I am looking at it from a bigger picture. Oh, and no, I agree but, with every... No, no, I agree with everything you're saying, Jerome. But, I agree with everything you're saying. Here's, here's I, I'm looking thing, at though, Jay, it. I'm not, what, I'm, what, what I'm saying, what? though, what you're saying is that, yes, it's because of Barack Obama that or President Obama, that people are supporting Joe Biden. What I am saying to you is that not only was he with um, President Obama, what happened is that when he came in, he had a very unusual relationship with a president, right? So if you look at Ford or Mondell or, or Edwards or whomever, those guys as vice president did not get the experience. Obama put Joe Biden in a different position where he sat in the cabinet meetings. He sat in um, closer to the throne than any other vice president has, right? And it's because they cut a deal when they first came in there. So his experience at, at just being there and sitting there doesn't make you qualified because you're vice president. But Joe Biden, on the other hand, who actually was ran the Senate, Senate rules are hard. So when he was active as vice president, the vice president's job is to convene the Senate. Joe Biden took that serious, and he ran the Senate when he was there. So regardless of what you think about that, as far as processes go, the reason that President Obama was successful even in him getting affordable health care done is because Joe Biden knew how that system worked, and he was able to work the Senate in a way that allowed President Obama to be successful. 
right? We cannot take away that man's resume for the function that he had when he oh, was I'm like, not. You, you, you're misinformed. Just, you're you're misinformed. I'm not trying to take away his resume. No, no. I'm, uh, well, no, I'm not trying to take his resume. That. I didn't say you took no, no, it away. No, no, hold on. You, you, oh, okay. All right. I was going to say you're misinformed. That's not what I was trying to do. I am not misinformed. I'm saying you I have just to want the truth to be told. that inside of it, right? Because we, we no, seem I to have. think. And, and, I, and I have considered that. Okay. I have, Jerome. Listen real, real quick. I have. I have considered that, and I'm not. I don't want anybody to walk away from this conversation thinking that I'm against Joe Biden and think that Joe Biden's not qualified. I know Joe Biden is qualified. I know Joe Biden has the goods to do what he needs to do. I, look, I'm proud of his record. There's some things he's done in the past that I'm a little, you know, shaky on. But for the most part, this guy to me is the best representative in this crowded Democratic field. Don't let's not get that twisted. I'm just saying that dirt. You know, when I heard one pundit on, on CNN the other day, and, and which was rare because I really don't watch CNN, talk about how Joe Biden is, you know, this is the reason why. There's a, he didn't mention President Obama's name one time. He didn't say, well, you know, being the VP of the most popular Democrat in the, in the world has something to do with that. And can't, people, people cannot walk away from this conversation thinking that that's not the one of, to me, the main reason why. Because he was yes. the same Joe Biden when he ran in 2008. And when you yes. say as far as the most most experienced vice president, you're wrong on that. George Bush was experienced vice president when he was working for uh, Cheney. So let, let's get all that right. Three, four, seven. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, wait. One, two, so, seven, two. But that's a little bit different because he was just manipulating the Pentagon. What, what, I'm, saying, what I'm saying to you <laughs> exactly. today. No, seriously. What, I, what I'm saying to you is that in – I'm not vouching for Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a lot of things that um, when he's the nomination, when he wins the nomination, mm-hmm. we will sit there and talk about this. But I am telling you that I am not that big of a fan of Joe Biden as it may appear to be. I, I think that Joe Biden is going to win, and I think that he should. But what I'm saying to you is that you can't separate President Obama from Joe Biden, and yes, his poll numbers are good because of President Obama, and they liked him, but they also liked the fact that Joe Biden was riding with him. So we, we got to look at it from that perspective, because it, it's not like you can say, hey, Michael Jordan won all these championships, but Scottie Pippen just went for the ride, because when Michael Jordan left, Scottie Pippen didn't win no championships. You know what I mean? So you can't say, well, if you didn't have Michael Jordan... People wouldn't like Scottie Pippen. That's possible. But you cannot discount one for the other. And you can't say Joe Biden is only benefiting from being with, with, with President Obama. Everybody who was with President Obama benefits. It's like everybody who's hanging with Michelle kind of benefits. But that's the, that's the thing about being the popular kid anyway. You're going to benefit, and that's why when you're in politics that they have endorsements. That's why you say, hey, let me call this guy so that he can get to his constituents. People like him, so let me go out and ride with him as he shows me around his neighborhood. That, that's natural. That's nothing unusual when it comes down to it. So, but President, um, so, so Biden's poll numbers are reflecting the calmness that we have about the, um, the Obama years because he's, he's comfortable. And it's not because the other people aren't qualified or that nobody's going to hold them accountable. We know that instead of this fighting frenzy stuff that Democrats like to do, that we need to be smarter. And that's why 
Yeah, he's polling. He's beating everybody still amongst like the under forty, under thirty crowd. He's he's polling well with them. But anybody, um, you know, fifty and over, he's damn. He's more than almost doubling anybody that's close to him because the stability that people are going to have in a trying time where we're watching investigations go crazy. So it's it's not yep. for the fact, yes, that because of Obama he's polling well, but it's not just because of Obama that he's polling well. But at the same time, right. it is not white working class people who's going to get you over the hump. And I think Obama, I think Biden needs to figure that out too. Somebody needs to tell him the truth. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right about that. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right. In this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. It's a conversation that we actually started last week, and we're going to definitely fit it in and have some uh, some some exchange of words in regards to it as well as talking about the abortion law. Now, since we were on the air last, uh, looks like Mississippi's uh, uh, judge there has overturned it, and so now they're saying, oh, this Obama judge is doing this, that, and the other, you know, whatever. But the bottom line is, we're going to listen a little bit more about. Uh, what's happening with states that are going through and trying to take away a woman's right to choose. So, and definitely going to pick that conversation up here uh, shortly. So, it's time for this week's edition of Informative Select, something that you need to know right here on the TGR's radio network, online radio. And it's best. We'll be right back after this. As conservative states pass laws restricting abortion in hopes the Supreme Court will overturn the Roe v. Wade decision, supporters of abortion rights are pushing back. Thousands of women who have had abortions have taken to social media to share their experience. Many argue they would have been worse off economically had they been forced to deliver an unwanted baby. As NPR Scott Horsley reports, research does bear that out. Jean Myers was unmarried and unemployed when she got pregnant 36 years ago. At the time, she was 23 years old, or she says, 23 and stupid. I didn't know what I would do with the baby. I was horrified. I had no job. I would have been in no financial position to care for a kid. By the time she knew she was pregnant, Myers was already in her second trimester. Too late for an abortion in Janesville, Wisconsin, where she lived. So she saved up her money for a trip to a specialty clinic in Madison, where a doctor terminated the pregnancy. I cried through the whole procedure. I had guilt probably for a year. But you know what? I don't regret it. Because if I hadn't had that procedure when I was young, I would not be where I am today. Myers is among the thousands of women who've been sharing their stories on social media in recent days in an effort to reduce the stigma surrounding abortion and preserve the right for other women. They cite a wide variety of reasons for getting an abortion, but a common theme is the economic hardship that having a baby would have posed for both mother and child. Amanda Payne of Durham, North Carolina, was just 15 when she got pregnant, totally unprepared, she says, to raise a kid. I probably would have had to drop out of high school. My boyfriend, who ended up being my husband, he had low-paying jobs. We didn't have anything. I don't think my life would be what it is today if I had continued that pregnancy. A study published in the American Journal of Public Health backs that up. Researchers reached out to more than 800 women who sought abortions around the country, including some who were denied because their pregnancies were too far along. The most common reason the women gave for wanting an abortion was they couldn't afford to support a child. 
Diana Green Foster, who's a professor at the University of California, San Francisco, says the researchers then kept tabs on the women and their families for the next five years. When we actually look at the outcomes for women, we see that they were right to be concerned because women who are denied an abortion and um, carry the pregnancy to term are more likely to be poor for years after compared to women who receive the abortion. Three out of four women who seek an abortion in the U.S. are already low income. Foster says restricting their access just makes poor women poorer. After all, it's hard to work full-time with a baby or toddler, and government safety net programs don't make up for that lost income or the additional cost of an extra person in the family. About 10% of the women denied abortion in the study put their babies up for adoption. Of course, to people with a strong moral objection to abortion, economic arguments are beside the point. Opponents often liken abortion to slavery. And just as abolitionists didn't worry about imposing unwanted costs on plantation owners, anti-abortion forces are not deterred by the high price of child-rearing. But polls show most Americans don't hold such absolutist views about abortion. And with conservative state lawmakers challenging Roe v. Wade, Foster says this kind of research provides important context. If the government's going to step into reproductive decision-making, it's going to have to consider the economic implications of doing that. Foster notes many women who have abortions already have other children, and many want to once they're in better circumstances. That was true of Jean Myers, who had a baby three years after her abortion. By that time, she was married, and both she and her husband were working. I wanted to give my kids the best I could, and I did. I didn't want to raise a child knowing I couldn't afford to do it. Myers now has two grown daughters. She worries when it comes to timing child rearing, they may not have the same options that she did. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. And I am excited. If this material works well, I'm going to use it at Goldman Sachs next year. Earn me some serious Tubman's. Yeah, let's get out the way, President Obama, because the Trump administration has decided to push that back. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272 is the call number. Thank you guys for being a part of the show. Like I mentioned, the Trump administration has postponed the uh, rollout of the Tubman $20 bill, and here's what the secretary had to say about it when asked. The primary reason we've looked at redesigning the currency is for counterfeiting issues. Uh, based upon this, the $20 bill will now not come out till 2028. The $10 bill and the $50 bill will come out with new features beforehand. So the answer is, it is my responsibility now to focus on what is the uh, issue of counterfeiting and the security features the ultimate decision on the redesign will most likely be another secretary's down the road. Do you support Harriet Tubman being on the $20 bill? I've made no decision as it relates to that, and that decision won't be made. And in, 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 as I said, there was a community process. Online radio at its best. 
And there you go. I'm not, not sure why anyone's surprised by that. So, you know, so now are, are we buying the excuse here, Mr. Uh, Elias, that, uh, you know, we're, you know, there are counterfeit issues, and so now we have to push this back? Or is this just once again just a blatant slap in the face for something that President Obama championed? And, you know, it's just this overall process that the Trump administration is going through to try to undo everything that the 44th president of the United States put in place. Well, you know something, Jay, if I, if I, come on, man. I, I, I even heard the fact that, well, Harriet Tugman, she never smiled. Would you smile being in slavery, trying to run for your life? There's no pictures of her smiling. Would you smile in that decade? Come on, man. Let, let's, let's, come on. Stop the madness. Everybody knows the reason why they don't want to put Harriet Tugman on the uh, $20 bill, because she's a black woman. Come on, you know, and if you really look at it, a black woman designed uh, the the ten cent the the the, the, uh, the ten cent piece that that the uh, President uh, Roosevelt is on. Oh, not Roosevelt, but uh, who was that? Eisenhower. Uh, Eisenhower was on. Eisenhower was on. Yeah, he's on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So don't don't man, please don't. <laughs> You know, but there's not any, you know, they're, they're worried about the $20 bill, but not the 50 and the, and the $100 bill. Makes sense. That, that makes sense. That makes well, that makes perfect sense. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure Jackson, I mean, Jefferson's even, is it Jackson or Jefferson on there? I mean, I, I don't even know who's on the $20 bill. But yeah. So once you dig in your purse, since you have Jackson. so much money and see, see who's on there. Okay. Well, I forgot. If it wasn't, I should have asked her about a five hundred dollar bill. My bad, Vanessa. Vanessa, what do you think oh, about that this? Would be, that would be mad. <laughs> That's true. Big money grip. Uh, and so, so Vanessa, what do you think about this? The fact that you know now they're saying they're going to push this back. When you think about it, you know Harry Harriet Tubman. You know, you think about Dr. King. I mean, it's interesting how. And this is going to veer off topic a little bit, but it, you know, I'm always amazed when someone says in this day and age, the first African American to do this, the first African American to do that. In a country that's been around as long as our country's been around, we have cars driving on the highways by themselves, and yet still at this late stage in this company's history, I mean, in this country's history, we're talking about the first African American to do this, the first minority to do this. Come on, man! All these years, not one person of color. On any of our currencies, and now it's going to be pushed back to 2028. What say you? Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. I mean, it is pathetic. It is stupid. Uh, if you look at Black History Month in February and see all of the things that the black people have created, and the average person, this white, just really loves it. I mean, just, we deserve to be on some money. I don't care if it's a 50 cents piece or a quarter or a key. I don't care what it is. We deserve to be on something and not have the man on the penny because he helped the slaves or whatever the deal was with him. But I'm just saying, I'm just not surprised, Jay. I'm, I'm, I'm not even annoyed. I'm not even annoyed because this, this is just how it's been for 57 years of my life, I just hope that it is not like that for 57 years of my child's life. Or your child's life. You know, I hope our children get to see 
black faces other than in other countries. Because, like, when you go to other places, there's a, a I got the bill at home. There's uh, a black man uh, that's on uh, some money, Canadian money. But other than that, you know, you know the man who, uh, Grand Turk Caicos, that's where it is. It's a black man's face on the money at Grand Turk Caicos who was married to that movie star. Why do we have to have a black person's face on some Caribbean money? Why can't it be on money here in the United States? What's the thing? Hello? Hello? Well, Vanessa, I'd have to agree with you because, you know what? The bottom line is, you know, with this administration, they're never going to... uh, never going to give us any anything that we need. The bottom line is they're going to continue to do what they do. They're going to continue to step in and uh, block anything that, this, that, that the 44th president did. Let's just call it what it is. But is it as easy as that, though? Is it as easy yeah, as what is. you're saying? That That's what it is. It's, yes, it is. It's, it's, it's as blatant, Jerome, as Ms. Elias is saying. It's blatant. It's like, hey, you know, the reason why is because there's counterfeit issues and blah, 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 blah. But really, we just want to you know, undo President Obama. Is it that simple? Is it that blatant? Did we lose Jerome? Jerome, Sean? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Sorry about that. You no, know I'm saying, is it that blatant? That, you know, it's just a matter of, all we're doing is undoing what President Obama put in place. That's all this is. We're going we're gonna to give it an official reason why no, we're delaying this. Like, like, again, we can't take away from that. No, they don't like anything Obama did, but they're not going to put a black, people, a black person uh, over Andrew Jackson, who is pretty much, you know, the Trail of Tears guy and the racist, like, yeah. flat-out racist guy. To put a black woman on it, how is he playing to his alt-right neo-Nazi people? That's what this is about. So you're, you're, it's two issues. It has nothing, like uh, Mnuchin said, if we, um, we have to do security considerations for money, that's the only reason that we change it. So they're saying that they don't need to change the security on a $20 bill, but they need to change them on the mm-hmm. other one. Right? He, he's making up an excuse, but they're blatant. Like, even us having a conversation for more than two minutes on this is crazy to me because they are blatant. And we, we, we're not even blatant at calling them racist. We should. We know what white supremacy looks like and what racism looks like. Their issue is not just because Obama did that, because it still was voted on. They still went through the whole process. Obama is way too fair. He didn't just go, oh, we're changing the money. Because if that was true, Donald Trump probably put his face on it. If it was, if it was an executive decision that he could make just by himself. So the whole process that they went through to put Harriet Tubman on the money, or on the twenty, um, they're negating that because they don't want to be the one to put that black woman on money. Not that administration. So because it's going to be in everybody's pocket and everybody's denomination, and they—that is a historic thing. That is going to lead to, um, you know, just kind of a systemic impression across the board, and and they are not going to have any part of that. So for him to say, "Oh, we're going to put that off to 2028," the design has already been approved. So so when you start talking about, yeah, we don't know what we want to do, and 
and we need to do planning, that stuff had already been done. Those guys are just flat lying, and they have an issue with that black woman being on that money, replacing a white supremacist. Jackie, um, you know, things like this divide the country. I was reading something just now um, from somebody that's apparently listening, saying, you know, these are the types of topics that divide the country. You know, and and I take offense to that because these are the type of topics that no one wants to talk about. And we're not dividing the country by bringing it up. We're just trying to illustrate a point. And so it's interesting and amazing to me how people take things we talk about on Sunday as divisive issues. We didn't create them. We didn't do them. All we're doing is exposing them for what they are. Well, I mean, what's your response to a person who says, well, these are the types of topics that divide the country? Like, oh, really sit down and take the fact that y'all have no representation of Did Jay get cut off? Yeah, I think we lost Jay. Go ahead, Jay. Well, I'll I'll respond because I got the gist of what he was saying. Well, my response is, if you wouldn't keep having this stuff happen, we don't have to deal with it. Racism is alive and well. Racism is a taught behavior. And as long as people keep teaching racism to the next generation, we'll have to keep dealing with it. Well, trust me on this, Jackie. It is is definitely going to be, it's going to keep going. You're 100% right. It's nothing that's... I mean, it's it's taught. Racism is taught from generation to generation to generation to generation. Stop teaching it. And we won't have to deal with it anymore. So is this a case, wait a minute now, so is this a case of racism or is this a case of, hey, uh, I just want to undo everything President Obama did? I mean, can we say that Mnuchin's a racist? It's all of that. It's all of that. You know that's what he's trying to do, of course, wipe out. But why is he trying to wipe it out, Jay? Could it be that he's black? I, you know, I, maybe you think, maybe you think. Well, I don't know, it, but but it remains to be seen what happens here because once again, at the end of the day, you know, I was on the uh, WhiteHouse.gov website the other day, and I noticed, <laughs> I remember President Obama's, uh, uh, you know, profile when he was president. Then I went back and looked at it. Uh, <laughs> under this new White House, and pretty much they said, hey, he was the president, uh, he was elected from here to here to here, this is his wife and kids, and that's the end of it. They doesn't talk about any of his accomplishments. It's amazing to watch how these people operate. I mean, like someone said in the first set, you know, people, people may disagree with the policies of other presidents, but no one never questioned, questioned their patriotism or the fact that they were trying to do what was in the best interest of this country. And for people to sit here and turn a blind eye to a man who is trying to, you know, he gave the, he gave the freaking attorney general just unprecedented power this past week. I mean, what he's doing is blatant, and you people who are drinking the Kool-Aid are falling for it. But you know what? God bless you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else you can say. We can talk about it until we're blue in the face. Folks are going to support this man. And he really hasn't done a damn thing yeah. while he's been in office. But, you know, he passed you, tax cuts, which 
are going to help the, 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 the richest people, most of the people that's following him, his policies are going to hurt them. The farmers, oh, we love President Trump. Well, guess what? <laughs> You're in trouble, yeah. too, because of that nonsense yeah. he's doing with China. I mean, no one's not disagreeing that China has been taking advantage of America when it comes from an intellectual property standpoint. But the bottom line is the, the approach is wrong. But, but, you know, hey, keep following the guy, whatever. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Ten minutes left. I, I want to spend some time here talking about a topic that came up last week, and it was a woman's rights to choose. It was a very deep uh, conversation. Jackie, you said some things last week that I thought was uh, that was interesting. And to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of spend a few minutes talking about it this morning. Um, there are people who do not believe in abortions that are African Americans. But because you don't believe in abortions, is that necessary? Well, Jackie, you know, for those who may not, who weren't here last week, who may not heard or caught what you said, why don't you repeat what you said? Let's start the conversation off there, because I know Momo B wanted to get in on this, too, so pretty sure she'll check in here in a second. But why don't you repeat what you said, and we'll start this conversation off uh, for the next 10 minutes. Go ahead. Okay. Um... I started off uh, just sharing, and, and please understand, I was built up with that uh, feminist mess, and I, I used to think, you know, well, maybe abortion, I mean, if it, I, I used to believe in the women's right to choose, and I bought into all of that at some point. But what okay. I shared last week, and I'm just... What I'm sharing with you is what things that God had to show me, which changed my opinion. And one thing I started off sharing is where it talks about in the Bible, and I wanted to properly look up first. It's in the book of Proverbs, chapter 6, and it's covered okay. through verses 16 through about 19, where they talk about the six things that well, the seven things that the Lord hates. And one of them is hands that shed innocent blood. And like I said, is what? That so, repeat bit, that, please. What, uh, repeat that, please, Jackie. I didn't hear you go ahead. Hands that shed innocent blood. Hands that shed, hands okay. that shed uh, innocent blood. That's one of the. Got it. And things that it talks about within those verses that the Lord hates. And like I said, to me, abortion fits into that category, in my opinion. I just, well, well I just, okay, well, let me ask you this, Jackie. Jackie, let me ask you this. So do you believe that the government has the right to tell people what to do with their body? Do you believe that's a, gov- do you believe that's a government choice? Should somebody tell you what to do if you were raped? Uh, so should you be? Yep. A, should you have to carry the the, the rapist's uh, child, or if you were raped by a family member, should you have to go through that? What, what do you think? Um, I just feel that I. My my point is, me just personally, I'm just talking about Jacqueline Price. Okay. I couldn't find myself wanting to have. Abortion. I would well, want the child to live. I would want to give the child life. Now, 
afterwards, if you need to settle in your mind whether you should be the one raising that child, then that's a different topic of discussion. I mean, if you don't feel comfortable, maybe you would have to give the child up for adoption. We keep forgetting the, 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 the option of adoption. There's a lot of kids that I would want adopted, though, child to have life. And I can't help but think because, you know, I was blessed to live what's about to be 50 years of life. I can't help mm-hmm. but think my parents could have aborted me. But I was blessed to have 50 years of life, and I would want that for a child. I would want to let that child have life. Now, whether you need to determine whether you should be in the position to raise that child or not, that's a different topic. You may have to consider adoption. That's a different topic. You're right. You're absolutely correct about that. All right, look. No, I get that. Let me let me jump in here real quick. And let, I want to hear from Vanessa. Vanessa, um, what do you think about that? Me? Oh, you know, I made myself really clear that I believe that abortion. That's why last week I was screaming, "Where's my baby?" I believe that abortion is between you and your God. And one sin is not any different about another sin because abortion is also biblical and it has something to do with morals and it has something to do with my rights as a woman, as a human, as a person. If my brother, God forbid, I don't have one now, there are but if I had a brother that, that raped me, I wouldn't even want that child to be born because, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to say it correct, but when children are born with the same genes and stuff like that, sometimes those children come out handicapped and all kind of stuff be wrong with them. That's why they tell you shouldn't have babies for your brother or for, you know, or even it's crazy when you have one for your dad. I mean, no, so, that's a true statement. I mean, because I know some people that actually happened to, and the, and the baby, unfortunately, she grew up, she was a special ed student. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, well, I so can't say I it's just, a fact because I don't. Well, I think it's a fact. That, that's why they do blood From what I read. What's that's the what those blood tests are for before you get married, by the way. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. I just feel that if something was to happen for somebody. So, Jackie, I do agree with your new statement that you didn't say last week where maybe put the child up for adoption, but I don't think that if I am raped by a family member that that child should be even be born because of the health issues that child could have or even taking a chance on it. But I just feel that a, a men, white men, black men, green men, sitting around a table wanting to tell me what to do with my body, and I can't go and tell them Thank to go you. get a vasectomy and get... If I right. tell you to go get your vasectomy, you shouldn't be able to tell me if I can have an abortion or not. So I don't mm-hmm. care what kind of rules or whatever they come up with. It's just the people that is making the rules makes it not right. They didn't have a woman on that panel. They didn't have any any say, no voting, no nothing. They just always to the table and say, you know what, we think abortion is wrong. But I think that... And God forgive me, and don't be calling Jay. I think that more white women have more abortions than black women. 
and um, and I believe that they think that their generation is starting to disappear as far as the white race, and I think that they want to stop abortion so that they can have more white people being born because black people don't generally have as many abortions as white women do. They do not. Wow. <laughs> okay. They do not. Um, no, I'm not. Well, okay. No, no. I mean, I know you're not. I'm just was kind of flabbergasted by that. But hey, listen, like you said, it's your oh, opinion. I'm sorry. And, uh, they can send Jay a message. No, no, no. Listen, that's fine. Well, they can send him a message. Just the truth. They can send whatever I, they want. I don't care. I'll read them. Or I won't read them. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Who was I trying to talk? Yeah. Oh, me. I just. Yeah. I just know. For me, I. I, I just. I, I cannot. I, I can't do it. I leave y'all to reserve the right to do what you want, but I, I, just me, I, I couldn't. Because, and I think about, uh, because I used to believe in that woman's right to choose, but I just, yeah. the last time I checked, a baby is made by two people. And I just couldn't mm. do that. Like, let's, let's say, for example, if I was to get pregnant. I mean, some women don't even tell the man that they were pregnant. That's wrong. Some women don't even know who the men well, are, but, Jackie. Some women that, don't even know who they are. It was a one-night stand. But some cases it's not a one-night stand. That's not every case. I understand that, Jackie. Every case is not a one-night stand. I I couldn't, just me, just me, especially if I'm in relationship with someone who I supposedly care about, I can't, I couldn't not let him know that he's about to be a father. I don't have that, that's not my decision to to make alone. Yeah, yeah, Jackie, he has though, they, that. But, but Jackie, I, I think before you go further, I think when you say a woman's right to choose, I, I don't think that's just saying it's exclusively it's the woman's right. It's just the fact that maybe she gets with them. Maybe, she, you know, she'll get with the, the dad, hopefully, and, and they make that conversation. It's just, you know, just general. It's like when you say mankind. Mankind don't mean it's all men. I mean, it's women. When you talk. So, so I mean, I get what you're saying. Don't, um, don't. I mean, Some don't. Well, well, no, I understand. So maybe it should, there should be some type of law saying that you have to have consent, you know, from from the dad. I mean, you know, Mr. Elias, you, you, you've talked about but, but see, you know, your experience. See, that's what I feel bad about. I feel bad for people, for men that are in Mr. Elias's position and thinking that well, they don't have no right. You have very much a right and very much a say in that. Well, don't, don't, don't go uh, and I, get me started about that. All right, all right. So I, let's, no. let's, uh, let's. Let's close up. The, let's let's go ahead and, and put a put a let's put a bow on this thing. And uh, and it, you know, it's, it, we can probably talk about this topic for weeks. But obviously, you know, we it's like anything else. It, it has a shelf life, and and you know, we talk about it as much as we can, and we continue to do what we can do. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, when it comes to men having the right, you know, just the whole situation when it comes to men and you know, women yeah, having the right to have right. abortions not, and the fact that men. Right. You know, when it comes to visitation of children, you know, I remember we did a story two years ago about a woman who, who uh, had sex with a man and, and, and took the con- he threw the condom in the trash, and, and the woman stuck holes in it, impregnated herself, and he was still had to pay child support. So, I mean, it's a lot of stuff we can talk about when it comes to this. Uh, wow, what a heck of a topic, and what is yeah. some, some I mean, points I'm just saying, stuff, no, I, stuff I is done, and it ain't right. 
No, I, I agree. Okay. I agree with you 110% when it comes to that. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. All right. Wow. What a topic. All right. Coming Thanks up next. me in on that, Jay. Oh, I, I, don't don't want I, I didn't know if you wanted to talk. And, you know, usually uh, I'm not stay away. Then, then, oh. I'm out. Go ahead. You guys are good. No, no, no. Man, I, you know, listen, sometimes you don't say anything. I'm like, okay, well, Joe, listen, we're going to delay this because I got the power, Jerome, to stop I, I agree it. with I, Vanessa. I'm stopping the break. Go ahead, I, No, no. I don't want any part of this. I agree with Vanessa, but that was a long segment, boy. Carry on. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It was only, it was only 10 minutes. I was watching the clock. It was 10 minutes. It's <laughs> a very important segment. <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, it's important. Minutes. Isn't it worth spending 10 minutes about <laughs> Okay, yeah, stop is. arguing it's, with me. I was saying I didn't I didn't say anything in the segment. I agree with Vanessa. That's all I was making the point on. You agree with Thank Vanessa? You, okay, well, I'll tell you what. All right. Thank you, baby. Uh-oh, you better watch it now because if somebody else hears that, you may be in trouble. All right, we're going to step out now for real. Oh, I'm not sorry, Sam Jerome. My bad. All right. All right, so we're going to step out for real. And, of course, if we have some overflow, we'll take care of it at the top of the next segment. You listen to the serious side, and uh, hey, coming up next, what if President Obama did it? We'll have that conversation next. You're listening to The Serious Side right here on the TGR's radio network. Online radio. The Serious Side continues after a short break.
It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network. Obama, it was reported today, played 250 rounds of golf. He played more golf last year than Tiger Woods. So think of it. Instagram.com slash 
E-J-R-S Radio, and as I'm going to continue to remind you all, the 10th, count them, the 10th anniversary of the E-J-R-S Radio Network is coming up in the month of August, in which then we're going to be doing some special Saturday anniversary editions of the J. Ryle Show. We are looking for so many to participate, such as... Uh, Definitely our wonderful TJRS host, past and present. Our other uh, fellow radio hosts that you may have listened to the show or we partnered with you at one point in time. And definitely our very close friends of the network and, of course, all of our beautiful listeners. So You're if welcome. you would participate with the show, please let us hear from you, okay? us an email at seriousside at outlook.com. Once again, seriousside at outlook.com. I mean, when we want to hear from you. I mean, feel free right now to post through our uh, pages, our social media pages, saying how much you love the TJRS Radio Network. And once again, kudos, kudos, kudos to the founders of the TJRS Radio Network. Jay Rao and Mr. Elias, I mean, y'all just been for 10 years following your dream that you started as little boys of doing a pretend radio show in your basement, and it's brought it up to 10 years of this network. And I wow, think look at you. Where did you, you get that information from? You've been digging, Jackie. My God. Wow. Okay. Dang. Kudos, you know. Oh, man, yeah. Thank you, Jackie, for such kind words. Kudos. You know, I wasn't going to let you let this anniversary slide on by. It's an accomplishment. Yeah, I see. Be honored. It is. Respected. And I thank you both for allowing me to be a part of what you do. I mean, we thank you, Jackie, for being there for us. Yeah, thank you for being a part of it. Mr. Elias, we wouldn't be here without any of these people. I mean, all these folks are a part of our exactly. family forever and forever and ever. So you know how it is. I mean, yeah. look, we've, we've lent people money. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, hey, man, you know, you're family. Once you're in, you're in. So, you know, you're a part of it. We appreciate you being a part of the show. 347 850 It is a lot wow. going on. So, um, anyway. Uh, so at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I just let me just say something about uh, this guy, Mr. Jerome Spring. You know, Jerome and I. A lot of people. I read a lot of comments, and people think that Jerome and I bump heads. Let me tell you, I love Jerome more than Jerome will ever know. All right. So you know, let's. <laughs> I want Jerome to understand that, people man. Think we bump heads. I don't know, man. They just think that you know, y'all always know we're not. I mean, no, I don't. You know, hey, listen, we uh, we we communicate. I mean, a, a sh- listen, when you have brothers, brothers gonna fight, brothers gonna argue. You know, but that's just the way it is. At the end of the day, we still gonna go do our thing. We still gonna fist bump and do everything we need to do. So we, you know, we're straight. You know, good graces, I, it, it's amazing to to listen to some of this nonsense from somebody. I don't even read most of the comments that come through because all, it's amazing. All the folks that listen to this show are Republicans. <laughs> it is. I mean, a lot of them are just. Republicans, and they just 
throw, you know, shade and, and you know, and that's just the way it is. But they want but they anyway. want conflict. But it again, if you don't have no black friends and you have not been around black people in culture, don't come in here judging yeah. us on what we do. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean like that's amazing. that's far from the truth. It's like that's a joke. Even when Vanessa says that, when Vanessa's like, you know, like that we don't we very rarely um, agree. <laughs> we very rarely agree on some topics, maybe if that's the case. But I don't ever think that she's wrong. Like that's not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we don't do that. So yeah. I think people like yeah. conflict and they like the mess. I hate mess. I would not be on the show if I had too much conflict in it. You know, I'm like yeah, Mariana yeah. jumping out of the chat room. <laughs> you know, if if you if you're yeah, bringing wow. garbage, that's probably where Jay and I may disagree a little bit. We don't really disagree. The thing is, is that I try to keep conflict to a minimum. And yeah. what happens is that when we have conversations, I interrupt by saying that that's unnecessary. <laughs> that's all yeah. it is. It is my frustration <laughs> of having to hear things that I kind of um, don't want in me. No, I agree. I mean, and then that's about the business. For you guys that's trying to throw shade, go on some of that nonsense. Nobody thinking about that stuff. All right, uh, welcome back in. All right, so listen, this is a beautiful segue into what we're going to talk about next. What if President Obama had did it or done it? All right, what if President Obama, and I just put dot, 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 dot. I want to play a little clip here. And we just, you know, we don't have a lot of time. I just want to focus on the golf portion of this. Because this guy talked about President Obama playing golf. But let's listen to this, and we'll have a short conversation on the other side. President Trump for the birdie. He's a keen golfer, a very keen golfer. In his first 308 days in office, President Donald Trump has been on the course almost a quarter of that time. In fact, in his first 100 days, he's played more than any modern president. He's played with prime ministers and politicians. But Donald Trump thought if he won the White House... He would have to give it all up. Because I'm going to be working for you. I'm not going to have time to go play golf. Obama, it was reported today, played 250 rounds of golf. He played more golf last year than Tiger Woods. So think of it. His staff rarely acknowledge when he hits the course, insisting no matter where he is, the president is always working. When it's Tiger Woods, I don't call that work. One of the things that is, I think, uh, reflective of his, if you were to call aloofness from office, is the fact that there are numerous high-level positions in every single department of the executive branch that go unfilled because he's just lazy, he hasn't even made nominations. Critics say after all the promises he made, after all the speeches and all the tweets, it's surprising this president has spent as much time in the clubhouse as the White House. Online radio at its best. Donald Trump's golfing costs has cost taxpayers $102 million. Now, think how long he's been in office, Mr. Elias. That's just $12.7 million behind President Obama's family's entire travel budget during his eight years in the White House. And let me say that again. $102 million Trump's golfing escapades has cost the American taxpayer, all y'all, and that's just $12 million, almost $13 oh, no. million behind President Obama's total travels. Because, you know, the, because the thing is, we're talking about total travels during his entire presidency. This is why people, this is why we look at folks who, who support this man and say, how can you support him? How can you justify the things that he says? He talked about how Mexico's going to pay for this wall. Idiots, you're paying for the wall. 
Mexico's not paying for that damn wall. So the question here, Jerome, is what if President Obama would have come and said, you know, hey, we're going to build a wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. Conservatives would be losing their freaking mind. This guy, we just played a clip of him talking about President Obama playing golf. This guy has played more golf. Just We're not even talking about the rest of his travels. We're just talking about how much he's cost the taxpayers playing golf. Um, um, they, they report over $100 million, by the way, for just playing yeah. golf. It's $102, yes, $102 million. $102 million. This guy has been in the White House a, a little over three years. And that's $12.7 million behind President Obama's total travel during his eight years of president, as president. And these people still support him like this. It is amazing to me how this goes down, Jerome, and how these people can't see through this man's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with that. It, the problem with, with, um, with corrupt people is they, they tend, to, tend to be corrupt across the board, and everybody stops looking at him, even on how he's blowing $100 million, but he's going to try to cut something to say we're going to save $20 million here or $5 million there, and he's blowing it on the golf course. He's cutting $8 billion out of the education to help the oh, farmers right. with the tariff that we're going to be paying for as well. So that's stupid. Yeah. 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 We're paying for those farmers, everybody. Everybody yep. who stops at Walmart yep, and the dollar are. store, the dollar store is not going to be called mm-hmm. a $2 store because guess who's going to be paying that money? We are, just like we're going to be the one paying for that wall. So everything that comes out of his mouth is a freaking lie. Because the American taxpayers are the ones that's paying for it. <laughs> you know, and then not only are the American taxpayers paying for his golf, according to Rick Raleigh, he cheats <laughs> playing golf. I mean, th- th- this is, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. But you know what? It's like anything. You know, I was uh, uh, going back and forth with a guy doing the show, uh, doing one of our shows. And, he, you know, and I, I very rarely do that because I have so much stuff going on behind the scenes. I don't really have time for it. Uh, but I, for, on this occasion, I was kind of going back and forth with this guy, and I'm going to assume that he was a Republican based on his comments. And and, um, and it was amazing to watch or go back and forth and, and listen to the nonsense that this guy was spewing. So we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I want to say this is, man, maybe this is, Four months ago, maybe. So, just a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, he came back. <laughs> he he sent me a message, and he was like, "You know, Jay Wild, I have to admit, I'm starting to look at this thing differently." You know, and, and I'm like, "Oh, really?" You know, he said because if a person was innocent of the crimes, you know, if someone says, "Hey, you stole something," can I look in your house? You know, I'm not going to hide behind the law saying you don't have a warrant. Hey, look, I don't have it. Come on in. If you have nothing to hide, then why not be transparent? And he says, listen to the show and listen to some of the points that you guys bring up. You know, and I started kind of digging. He said, I turned off Fox News and I started doing research on my own. And I realized that this guy is a liar. And then he went back and looked at the freaking check that Donald Trump signed to pay off Stormy Daniels and 
the fact that people, I mean, he said it's amazing. He said he just had an epiphany. He just woke up one day, Jerome, and said, my goodness, I've been following the troll. And it's just like the Republican congressperson who came out and said, you know, this guy has committed treasonous acts. Now, every Republican are now going after him saying, oh, well, see, he never supported the president. And this guy tweeted and outlined in a tweet, Mr. Elias, Say, you know, in, in a series of every instance where Donald Trump has broke the law and has committed impeachable offenses, and this is a Republican, <clears throat> when they gonna wake up, bro? When they gonna wake up? That's what I want to know. When they gonna wake up, Jerome, and let people know that this is nonsense? They're never going to, Jay. I'm telling you. I'm I'm in the chat room arguing with Easy and uh, the other the other racist voter bright. And, and and it's like I'm really hurting their feelings because I'm calling them, like I say, dude, if you support his racist agenda, guess what you are? Guess what you are? If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, guess what it is? I can't sit here and support something in good in good faith knowing what it is. Come on. Stop the match. But you said, but, but, but Elias, you said earlier in the show, you, you used the terms buyer's remorse. So I think some people, because I've heard this from folks too, saying that people who support, not everybody supported Trump, are racist. A lot of us voted for President Obama because we said, okay, we want to see change with Trump. But you know what, now, like you said, Mr. Elias, it's buyer's remorse because we were tired of politicians saying the same old thing over and over. Let's let's shake it up. Let's bring someone else in. But now we realize that we were wrong. So there are people out there that fall into that category, Mr. Elias, of buyer's remorse. No, what I'm saying, Jay, if you're still supporting him now with his racist agenda is what I'm saying. If you're still supporting everything that he's doing now and, and, and especially what happened uh, uh, in Virginia, come on, man. There, there were good and bad people on both sides, were they? Really? Were, were, were the were, were uh, people on the other side saying that Jews should die, they should be eliminated? Were there people on that side saying that? Come on. I mean, you got to call it what it is, man. Dude, dude, this man is, hey, for the longest, he's kicked people out of his building, black people, for being black. Come on, stop the man. It's Central Park 5. And the list just goes on and on and on. And if you're still supporting that, guess what you are? You may not think you are, but you are. Look at, look at that. If you're going to support innocent men uh, going to jail and getting the death, death penalty put on them because they were, they're innocent, and they were proven innocent because they're black, then guess what you are? Guess what you are? I'm sorry. You can't, you can't, you're not going to change my mind about that one. <laughs> what about you, Jerome, man? What do you think, man? What, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, well, I, I, well, I don't even know where – to even begin with all of this stuff, but I can just tell you that we need to stay focused and call out any kind of like racism and supremacy when we see it, because we keep, we end up spinning our, our, you know, spinning our wheels trying to fight, you know, the same fight, you know, in the same generation over and over again. So even when we start entertaining you know, nuts who are giving us questions about um, why we see the world like we do, I guess the question would be, like, why do you see the world? Well, we know why you see the world like you do, but you need to own it. 
and we kind of need to kind of adhere to that. No, none of us is surprised, but one of the things that we have to do is we have to maintain focus and just be clear. Vanessa, well, what say you, Vanessa? Okay. You know, I don't know how things are going to change. I just know that we've been we've went backwards in the last two years. Um, it's going to take somebody to get in that's going to have a lot of work to do because in two years he has reversed. So much Obama stuff in two years, y'all. It's just unbelievable. It's like he went into the office and said, give me everything Obama did and let me turn it around. I mean, that's what it seems like. I just don't know what it's going to take or how long it's going to take to get all of this stuff. At least Obama had it so that racism was a little hidden. Jerome, a little hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but with Trump, it is so blatantly out there that People just don't care what they say, how they treat you, uh, because they feel like it's just okay that they have permission because the president of the United States does it. So it really upsets me because we have a lot of work to do in 2020, and I say this to say, Jerome, you dropping stuff on Facebook so that I'll have facts or whatever that I can drop on my page that Les drops on his page. So that we can enlighten not our age group, y'all, but we got some youngsters on Facebook that don't believe in even voting. I mean, like my brother-in-law who makes $80,000 a year does not vote. Like my niece, her, I mean, his children, two of them don't even vote. They're like, my daddy don't vote. I'm not going to vote. I don't see no reason to vote. We got that kind of ignorance among our own people, our own people. And yep. it's very, very difficult to be in a room with them when we're discussing stuff. Or even when I post it on my Facebook page list, because sometimes we'll share stuff from you. I'll even share it from Jerome. And then they come back and they'll be like, Auntie, I don't know why you put that on there, because that don't even make any sense, because blah, 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 blah. It is very, very difficult, Jerome, and Les guys, and anybody to my ears. If you can, it is so worth sharing it, information and knowledge with the younger generation to pass on that their voice does matter. And even with Obama in office, and it took the black people mainly, because white people didn't really get him in there, it took black people who had never voted in their life to get him in there. It's going to take us to do that again to get Trump out of office, y'all. It is. Well, here's the thing, Vanessa, and and I, I believe that the way we get over this, like generally, is... I don't expect them to see the world any different. They, you, we all have a responsibility into educating folks because the media generally, and we do this sometimes on this show, and, and we call it of, um, we call it everybody having their own opinion. But what we what we have to not do is we have to stop making false equivalents because it's confusing to the people who don't pay attention. In the medical the thing that throws me, you know, a lot of times when we have conversations, it's like, you know, and it doesn't matter if this on this program or other radio shows that I'm on. The thing that throws me is that they'll say something that they know is a lie. And then they'll say after 10 minutes that we all knew that that was a lie. And the thing with people is that mm-hmm. you cannot repeat the lie like it's fact and then try to show that it's not a lie. 
you need to say, here's a lie that Trump told, and then say what he said. But you don't tell them it like it's the truth, and then 10 minutes later, call it a lie. Say that we all know that it is, because the people who you're talking about who are not paying attention, are they're confused because they don't know which is which anymore, because the way we frame it. So even when I'm watching TV, I'll see them say stuff like, you know, Trump said that he has the best economy in the history of all presidencies in the history of the world. And then later on, they'll debate it and say, well, we know he's lying. And I'm like, but you put that in the headline, and some people are not reading past your headline. You don't let that man determine what your headline is going to be. So from the media standpoint, we have to be smarter. It is not the burden on the people who are trying to confuse you and create false narratives. It's like what Sarah Sanders does. It's like what they just recently did with this whole giving the FBI director um, the ability to release confidential information. They're talking about it like this is abnormal and something's wrong. You know what that dude is going to do? He is going to give the Russians the information because now his boy can compromise and get that classified information. He's going to give it to the Russians. So yep. the next thing we know, we, we're talking about just plain impeachment. Treason is a whole other thing because you have to be at war to commit treason, right? But you would think in a country that if your president betrays you, that should be a death penalty case. I'm not making a case for that. I am just telling you that when you go back and look at this thing historically and everybody – is going to be held complicit to that history. Like, how come you didn't... That was blaringly obvious that this dude is trading information to the Russians. Blaringly obvious. Ain't nobody do Jack or say Jack. They were all complicit in it. And we... I don't blame anybody under us for not understanding that. It is confusing. We lived long enough to see Reagan lie to us. We lived long enough to see Bush them lie. That's the whole thing of what the 80s was about, about people hustling folks. The fake war on drugs, the the press conference that George H. Bush had talking about somebody was selling crack on a White House lawn. That wasn't even true. That was a setup. (laughs) They put on on the lawn across the street from the White House at the park. They set that up, and they set that guy up. And so he goes on TV with crack in his hand talking about this is what we're fighting. So at that time, if I would have said that then, we'd have been like, oh, Jerome's being radical and blah, blah, blah. Now that we know that that's true, what are we going to do about it? You know, I hear people bashing anti-vaxxer folks. I'm like, don't don't be swayed by that, right? Whatever anybody's opinion about vaccinations are, 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 that's their business. Because we know the Tuskegee experiment happened. We know that they put radiation in Similac. We know this stuff to be true. We know that they did what they did to the Guatemalans, just like they did with the Tuskegee. We know that they sterilized women with um, Depo-Vera, 50,000 women going into Israel. We know about 500,000 Ethiopians were sterilized through the World Health Organization and the Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation just recently did that two years ago. So anybody who says, I want my child vaccinated, don't look at them like they're crazy. They may have just read something that you didn't read because they do this stuff to us constantly, and we kind of suppress 
that stuff by acting like one side is crazy and the other one isn't. So then it becomes confusing to the people who are up under us. We are the sifters of that information to some degree. So that's why I don't mind questions, but we have to pay attention. So yeah, they, we have to. Yeah, so what I found, uh, is, I, what I found generally is that they do a listen to adults. They will. They will listen. All right, we, we got to get out of here, Jackie. Uh, let me let you get here real quick. I'm sorry. I'm so used to you not being here. Go ahead. Give me. Give me a comment here before we close up because we, we're behind schedule now. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be really quick. Bottom line, the White House has changed forever as we know it. And all I got to say is we cannot go back to business as usual. I reiterated again what I said last week. Pay attention to your 2020 candidates. That's all I got to say. This foolishness cannot continue. All right. All right, folks, we'll take an NPR news update uh, break, and we'll be back with Chatterbox. Don't go anywhere. Support for this podcast and the following message come from UCLA Anderson School of Management, who teaches the next generation of leaders their values of sharing success, thinking fearlessly, and driving change. More information available at anderson.ucla.edu. Elections for the European Parliament wrapping up today. Tens of millions in 21 European Union countries are going to the polls to choose their representatives. NPR's Eleanor Beardsley reports that nationalists and pro-EU forces are battling to chart a course for the future of the EU. For the first time ever in the European Parliament, Eurosceptic parties opposed to the project of ever closer union hope to capture as many as a third of the 751 seats. The far-right parties of Italian Deputy Prime Minister Matteo Salvini and France's Marine Le Pen are leading this charge. Other anti-EU parties include the Brexit party of British populist Nigel Farage. Ironically, though Britain voted to leave the EU, as it hasn't done so yet, it must participate in the ballot. Britain still has 73 seats allotted to it in the Parliament. If it leaves the European Union, its seats will be shared between the remaining 27 members. Eleanor Beardsley, NPR News, Paris. Peru's president is calling for calm following the earthquake that struck early this morning. And in a tweet, he says authorities are checking affected areas. The quake hit eastern Peru's Amazon region, but the U.S. Geological Survey's Randy Baldwin says its impact was likely softened because it took place at a depth of 70 miles. If this were a very shallow quake, you know, it would have had much more potential for causing damage. Baldwin says the area could be in for months of aftershocks. The USGS says the quake had a magnitude of 8.0. I'm Giles Snyder. NPR News from Washington. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Madewell, where the motto is, good days start with great jeans. Madewell offers premium denim styles for seriously everyone. Stop by a Madewell store or go to madewell.com to find your perfect pair. Welcome back in. It's time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the uh, world famous chat room and from social media. Stellius, man, what do you have? Uh, man, I can't get to my my for some reason my computer it's frozen. All right, well, let me. No. I have a, quite a few here. All right, so let's. Okay, I have one from Mr. T is for Tom. It's from G 
Virginia, he says, as a, as a Republican, this president is despicable, and if you are a part of the Republican Party and still support this man, you should be ashamed of yourself, okay? Robert from Sulphur Springs, Texas, my Republican Party has been hijacked by the Trumpsters. Look at the number of prominent Republicans who have abandoned the party. Even George H.W. Bush voted for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, you're right about that. Mariana Music, I apologize for leaving the chat room this morning, Jay. But the comments by some of your listeners were repulsive and disheartening. I know you believe in allowing people to voice their own opinions and concerns. For the record, I agree with that approach. But sometimes these comments need to be police. Sometimes these comments need to be police out of respect of other listeners. Okay, Mariana, we got it. All right. And uh, we have more time. We don't have time to read them all. I'm so. talking about right. I guess you're yeah, with me. Yeah, right. All right. Well, that's you got it. You do what you feel you have to do. All right. Uh, you know what time it is if you listen to this show. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Allegiance to, to the flag of the United States of America. Two people we didn't hear from today was... Uh, Convener and the pastor. Well, I hope everything's okay. But it's time for you know what time it is. My favorite part of the show. All the need to know basically with Mr. Jerome Spree. Hey man, what do you got going on this morning, sir? Um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys saw the um, ABC's Jeffersons and All in the Family live show. I showing. missed that. They they played it again last night, and I still missed it. So I was wondering how hey. Jamie Foxx did as George Jefferson. And um, I missed it. So, nobody seen that? No. I, you know, I thought it was this Sunday coming up. No, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and try to find that. I'm yeah, pretty sure you know, it, it, man. Yeah, it, it's interesting because during that time in the 70s that, um, you know, you can say what you wanted on TV. They said a lot Ooh, of yes, sir. <laughs> and people <laughs> lost, but lose their mind with the day. So... Uh, Hey, you know, so it, it was. It, it's interesting just to even see the concept coming back because something like, um, you know, if you look at some old Sanford and Sons on YouTube, remember oh, Paul Mooney used to write for Sanford and Sons. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they used to go to town. <laughs> yeah, they did. I like. Yeah. I like the one with Red Fox said, "There's enough N words in here to make a Tarzan movie." When the dude came and said, remember Grip said that Lamont was uh, his son? What, what else to say? What did you say in... Oh, man, you're right, uh, yeah, you're right, Jerome. Oh, that's it, right? Talking about his sister, her sister. <laughs> like, what did I know? See, hey, you want to talk about the kids missing something. <laughs> that was freedom. Because <laughs> that was... Yeah, hey, as we like to say, that was close to the ground. Like, that was not <laughs> a plan. Talk about my sister. That was just not a story, boy. So, now, you know, and I know, I like that. I'm about to go That's back and watch it. I like it, too. Good job, Jerome. I like that, man. Wow. I'm about to go back and watch that. Now, um, Nike, Nike said that it will end its financial pre- penalties for pregnant athletes by waiving a performance target for a year. So, the um, Nike yeah. on Friday that they recognize Nike's Incorporated can do more and there's more important opportunity for the sports industry to collectively 
or collectively to evolve to a better sport um, support female athletes. So apparently, if you got wow. pregnant at a contract with Nike, they stopped paying you during the time that you was pregnant. That's true. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. That <laughs> yep. So wow. um, now, now less than nine KKK white supremacists um, had a rally Saturday in Ohio. There were 350 cops there to protect them. And they were met by about 600 counter protesters. Did you say protect them? Yeah. Yeah. They got a permit. They marched. So for the nine KKK people, they had 350 police officers to protect them. You know, that would protect black people worthwhile. Like I'm saying, I don't care if you had a permit or not. Any black organization, even Occupy Wall Street, the police was actually marching towards them without protecting them from their right to protest. That says a little bit about this country that we actually need to know. Yeah, it does. Uh, yep. Now, President Obama was um, uh, has delayed his book release until 2020 election to um, outdo Michelle, his wife, yeah. on course to become the <laughs> best-selling memoir in history. And he brags yep. that it is that he isn't using a ghostwriter like his wife. He tried to trash yeah. her. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 amongst the Obamas. I know it's not like a rap feud, don't it? It's a Drake thing. It's like who's your ghostwriter? Rap feud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, just put that out there. And uh, of course, if you didn't see the YouTube of President Obama playing softball and and what else did he do? And throw a football, he threw a touchdown to some kids at a um, at a park. In D.C., um, we got a glimpse of what it is to be um, a leader, and um, we haven't seen that in a while. So they've been showing it all over the place. Really? Yeah. All right. Mm. Now I want to I want to go through this. Um, I know it may take me a few minutes, but on one show we didn't really go over the Mueller investigation, and so Vanessa has inspired me to do this um, right now because we again keep hearing mixed messages in the, in the news. So. You know, Trump, according to the New York Times, Trump has 29, there are 29 Trump-related investigations going on. There's 10 federal criminal investigations, 9 state and local, and 11 congressional investigations. So Ooh. let's go through it really quick. The 10 federal criminal, criminal investigations, inaugural committee donation and spending, inauguration, inaugural committee donation committee chairman, Ties to the Middle East. That's an investigation. Business and wow. political dealings of top fundraisers for the campaign and the inauguration. The role of Trump and others in concealing hush money payments, which um, Cohen has already been convicted of, and Trump's the unindicted co-conspirator. His lawyer offered a pardon to Cohen and Manafort. Trump's lawyers did. That's being investigated on the federal side. The allegations of inflated insurance credit. Um, claims, which is insurance crime, the pending prosecution of Roger Stone, the possible lobbying of violations by firms recruited by the campaign chairman Manafort, pending prosecution of former former um, Manafort associates. There is a bank officer who sought Trump's administration job who gave Manafort a loan. Those are the ten criminal federal 
investigation. Now, the state, Trump Organization Insurance Practices, contributions to Trump's inaugural committee, the role of Trump's children and businesses in the inauguration, the pending criminal prosecution of Manafort on state mortgage fraud charges. That's still coming up. Allegations of misuse of charitable assets, self-dealing, and campaign finance violation by the Trump Foundation, the allegations of Trump and in, in or inflation of financial assets, those are financial crimes. The Trump family's tax schemes, where they underpaid and they, they underpaid taxes. That is being investigated by New York State as well. And then there's some local um, Manhattan district attorney investigations that's going on inside of that. Then there's a letter. Is that the rest of his sister stepped out as a judge, Jerome? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because they they had they had to they while she was judged they had an investigation on the fact that they acknowledged that they had a tax scheme to underpay their taxes so the judiciary judiciary was going to investigate her so she got out of it so the uh, judiciary stopped investigating her because she resigned but the state is investigating her because if they would have found out they would just disbarred her but the state would have prosecuted her so they. She got out of it so they would stop investigating. Now we're talking about the 10 congressional investigations. This is over the Mueller stuff, too. The potential foreign influence over the Trump, um, over Trump and possible attempts to obstruct justice, the possible role of Trump and others in concealing those hush money payments. These are congressional. Possible obstruction of justice and abuse of power by Trump and his administration because his administration has other areas like in the EPA and those guys who've been taking money in kickbacks, they're being investigated. The possible abuses of White House security clearance process, whether Trump misrepresented his net worth, the uh, alleged use of private messaging by White House officials, which is illegal. And if Ivanka and all those guys are using private messaging apps and services, there's an alleged use of. Private... Say it again? Some like emails, some like the emails. Yes, yep. <laughs> the stuff that they claim Hillary when they're doing it. Wow. Uh, obviously, there's Jerome. Trump. What is yes. that? I, wait, wait, wait. You know those people who work in a law firm and they look at like the Johnny Cochran team who looks into people's cases and they do all the background investigating for these big cases. That's what you need to be doing for a living. I think if you're not doing that, you in the wrong field, baby, because. <laughs> You'll be doing some background checking stuff. It'd be like, what? Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. you know what? I, I tell you, it's um, it's why I don't like to pretty much argue about that stuff because even though you don't have time to say all of these facts, we usually use things like he should be impeached or in jail, and people hear that so much. I thought, since you said that, we need to give them facts, right? So we know that there's possible money laundering. We know that Trump's communications with Putin is being investigated. We know that the Russian interference in the election is being investigated. We know New that York there's a proposed nuclear venture with Saudi Arabia that's being invest- investigated. <laughs> so for those people who are saying, hey, what are the Democrats doing besides investigating Trump? I can give you some of that, too. The Democrats working legislation over the last two weeks that they passed, they passed the retirement security legislation, which is the most significant in 20 years. This is probably towards more like Social Security. They passed that. They passed election reform. They passed four bills securing 
the Affordable Health Care. This is over the last couple of weeks. They passed three bills to reduce pre- prescription drug prices, and they passed universal background checks. They've done all of that while post all of this stuff is going on. Like I said, it, I always feel like, again, I'll post it so that you can see it, and we'll post it someplace. But I wanted to say that because I know on one of the show we, we were going to go over some facts. We need to go over those. So when people say say things like, Trump could possibly win because, you know, he's, they're not appealing to this group or the other, you have a criminal enterprise that's in the White House. And if them fools don't lose, there ain't no hope for the rest of y'all. You cannot tell me that we need to compare Trump to somebody who is law-abiding. We can't, you can't do that. Oh, well, we need to do it no next week, for the rest of y'all. Wouldn't it be there's no, no hope for the rest of us? Wouldn't that word be us instead of y'all? No. The, we're going to still be awake whether this place goes up in flames or not. We're going to still understand what's going on. I will still tell you why we're in the position that we're in. I may not be able to stop people from running around with their hair on fire. I can't stop the Klan from doing that what they do. I can't stop the neo-Nazis from doing what they do. I can't stop people from being racist and crazy. That is not our job. And I'm going to tell you what I told some high school students when um, I had a, a talk at my old high school and I brought in a lecture series at some point. And one of the kids asked me, what are adults doing to stop drugs and stop, stop crime? And I never contemplated it before, but one of the things that, the thing that I said to those kids was this. You need to understand one thing. For us to make sure that there's harmonious drug transactions, we would have to sell drugs. You guys are being kids, right? You need to understand that that is maddening and it's just dumb. I have to do something illegal to make sure that y'all have a harmonious drug transaction? Luckily, those kids were smart enough to laugh because they knew how insane that was. Stop asking the grown folks to do something to help you in your own conflict. So for those of us who are thinkers or leaders, you can't ask us to stop people who are breaking the law from breaking the law. You can't ask us what can we do to ease the pain of racists. Right? When we say things like you need to reach across the aisle and talk to Mitch McConnell, his ass is racist. Hmm. Right? You can't yes, ease that dude's mind. You can get him out of office, but you cannot do that. That's maddening. So black people have always been asked to do that. Right? I know your brother's been killed. I know your wife has been raped, but we need to work together and make this money. Right? That's well. stupid. Yeah, so, it is, Jerome, and and so yeah, man, we we gotta go, <laughs> man. Well, no. I mean, let's uh, look. Why don't we look? We, we're live radio. Why don't, next week, why don't okay. we? I want to hear more about what you have uh, on with, with Mona, Jerome. Why don't we? Why don't we okay. just dedicate I, two segments to that? Okay, I can I can end this really quickly though. Um, okay. Andrew, Andrew Johnson for impeachment. When we as we're talking about politics, Andrew Johnson was. In May 18, um, it was 18-something, he was impeached 35 to 19 and acquitted by one vote from the Senate. Um, he was impeached for ignoring the law and firing the Secretary of War. To, he was trying to undermine the civil rights, um, the Civil War, right? Bill Clinton was um, impeached for perjury, right? You have to impeach Trump 
just for public record. That's why they, he keeps saying they're goading him to, they're goading Nancy Pelosi to impeach him. They're not goading them to impeach him. He does not want to be impeached. They're trying to play a Jedi yeah. mind trick on you. So just yeah, to wrap so. up the politics on that, I just want to say that we need to stay firm and understand what's going on. But, you know, ending the news on a serious note is, again, that was Vanessa-inspired and Mariana Music-inspired. We need to raise that level of the conversation so that people know and have some information as they go forward. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. All right, folks, listen, uh, because of the technical difficulties we had, uh, we have to get out of here in three minutes. So I'm going to ask everybody for a quick 20-second goodbye. Vanessa, real quick final thoughts. It's a beautiful day in Galveston Island, everybody. Thank you to the soldiers that gave their lives for us to be free and to even have a life, even with Trump in it. I love you guys on the show, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend. What's left of it? All righty. What about you, Jackie? Final thoughts? Um, well, once again, I just say thank you for allowing me to be a part of what you do, and thank you for just being willing to have an open mind with what I shared on the issue of abortion. I know it's a different perspective, but understand when God kind of shows me something and when the opportunity and the platform presents itself, I just feel led to share. So I just thank you for being open and listening, and I thank you, and I wish you all all the best. Have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful holiday. All right. Jerome, man, final thoughts. All right. Um, you know what? Uh, I'll give you a really quick story. A man passed out drunk, woke up with his Johnson cut off, but they did reattach it. This is in China. So I just want to say good luck to that young fella. Peace out. Hey, the man, he gets first and last words. He was drunk. That's what happened. Yes, final thoughts. Look, I, I just want to say thank you to all the veterans out there. Thank you for your service to the country, and, and, and look, we love you, and we thank you because you take a special person to sacrifice their lives and put it on the line for something but people don't believe in you, and I, I appreciate you guys. Man, this has good words here. Uh, my final thoughts, I'm going to actually, I'm going to uh, dedicate my final thoughts, or should I say, I'm going to give my final thoughts to the pastor. He checked in. He says, Jay, I wanted to say my remarks until after Chatterbox to respond to some of the people who listen to this show. All I can say is God bless them. I hope one day this country can heal itself. On another note, haven't heard from Kavina man for the past two weeks. Is he okay? You know what? That's a good one, Pastor. I'm going to reach out to him on uh, uh, Twitter and see what's up with him as well. And just my final thoughts real quick. Remember the true meaning of the season. You know, it's not a barbecue day. People die, so we continue to do what we do. So, like Mr. Elias says, do something. Think about a veteran during this Memorial Day. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Wow show. Yo, Mariana Music, you know I love you, girlfriend. I didn't get this chance to see you when you were in town, but uh, we'll talk, and uh, my apologies for what happened. So, for Jerome Spree, for Mr. Elias, for Jackie, for Mr. Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. God bless everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>
You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.